0: Okay,
1: Shalom, aleichem everybody. We are uh, continuing the Halachot of how much Torah one has to learn every day. Um, we can just uh, mute a different. Uh, okay. Uh, we are going back, I'll tell you in a moment. We are discussed last week uh, the machloket between the two sugyot, the one in Menachot and the one in, in Masechet Brachot, came to the conclusion that really, as many of the Achronin point out, that there is a minimum requirement that every Jew has to learn, every male Jew has to learn in the day and in the night, um, and But but over and above that, however much a person can learn, uh, one should learn. Now, today's year, we're going to be focusing on two very relevant, um, some may say controversial topics. And that the first is, what should we be learning? Uh, you know, we, we've got limited time. What should we be learning? That's not so controversial. The second one is woman and Talmud Torah. And what is the relationship? What is the chib of women to learn Talmud Torah? should they be learning, sorry, if they should, what should they be learning, and we'll see very, very different approaches by the Akhreinim, by the Poskim for the modern uh, day age. Okay, let's go, let's jump uh, straight into it, Um, I'm going to page, for those who have the Safer, Which parts of Torah should one learn? It's page 267. So we begin with the Gemara in Masechet Kiddushim, Daf Lamed, that tells us, Lo olam adam shnotav. A person should always divide his years into three parts. Shlish he should spend three a third of his time learning Mikra, we'll call it Tanakh. Shlish a third he should be learning Mishnah but Talmud, and a third he should be learning Talmud. We have to explain what the difference is between Mishnah and Talmud, but uh, the simple, let's call it for now, Mishnah and Gemara. Mi there also Gemara. Hold on a second, what does that mean? One has to divide one's life a third, a third, a third, but you know, if you know you're going to be living 90 years old, uh, 90 years, i so you can do 30 years, 30 years, 30 years, but we don't know when we're going to die. Says the Gemara, not So no, wasn't referring there. Was referring to dividing it per per day. What does it mean per day? Says Rashi, meaning Sunday and Monday you dedicate to Shnei and, and and Tanakh, and then uh, Tuesday and Wednesday you dedicate to Mishnah, and Thursday and Friday you dedicate to Gemara. That seems to be Rashi's understanding. There's Tosfok. Piresh, per that Rashi said, Yemei HaShabbat, the days of the week. Klomar, shnei mikra, shnei mishna, shnei gemara, divide your week equally. V'elah says Tosfok doesn't seem to make sense to him. Dim came because if that's true, akati avim lemifrach, miyadah We can still ask the question, what, we know that you're going to be alive at the end of the week? How do you know? So based on that, how can you divide it up per week? Ella says Tosfos. Really, the farish bechal yom, the yom atzma That every day a person has divided his time a third into Tanakh, a third into Mishnah, and a third into Gemara. Then says Tosfos something phenomenal. Al kain tikain the seder of Amram Gaon. In the say in the sidur of Rav Amram Gaon, before P'suke D'Zimra, Rav Amram Gaon instituted to say certain things. What are they? He says to to Lomar Mikra Mishnah uh, That is what we talk about the Parsha Hamid, Ezer Makomad, and Rabbi Yishmael Omer. What is that referring to? That's referring to Tanakh, Mishnah. And Rabbi Shmael Omer is basically—it's it's, it's a midrash, it's a midrash halacha, meaning how you derive things out. the hermeneutical thirteen hermeneutical um, laws of how to derive things out. That's kilu Gomorrah. So it says Toso, That's why he instituted it. And then comes along Rabbi Tam, Pirish, she'anu zomchim aha d'merin beSanhedrin, bavel
0: belula, b'mikra the Gomorrah.
2: Has he? Yeah, we've lost him. Yep. I was sending a text you've frozen, but that can't go either. No, can't Good go haircut. Yeah, just now. <laughs> yeah, they left your ears. i <laughs> got for you,
3: that. How's your wife doing this week? Baruch Hashem. Continue to make fantastic progress. Excellent. Very well. Yeah. Good haircut. We're planning to go away at the end of December. Lovely. What, Lapland? Not this time, New York. <laughs> we have a family uh, wedding, and I've got a granddaughter doing we will be in Houston. I want to visit, and Susan's got a grandson and getting yeshiva in uh, uh, Lakewood. So we'll do the round trip.
2: Have a lovely time.
3: Thank you. If you,
2: stop, if you stop short of Lakewood, there's a place called Freehold, and my cousin is the rabbi
3: there. What's special about Freehold apart from your cousin being a rabbi? It's a well known community. Story.
2: No, it's definitely not. He's a Chabad Shariach and there were uh, basically Jewish people living there with no Judaism. Uh, so, so he's brought, his job. Yeah. So he's brought Judaism to them. Ah, oh, very he's, nice. He said being only about ten miles from Lakewood, he can do cure of work there as well. In, in, in Lakewood? Do they need yeah.
3: it in Lakewood?
2: I believe so. That's why well, he wouldn't go there otherwise,
3: would he? <laughs> no, I guess not. Very nice. Nice no, bit of a All <laughs> Okay. Should, we the go same. should I uh, log out and, and then come back in? Try no, I mean, I don't think
2: it's, it's not us, it, it, it's, it's, the, it's the link. Where, um, it's the, it's uh, Robert Puddlechuk, yeah? Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: It's the, um, whatever the Wi-Fi is, wherever he was. I think last week he looked like he was at home, which was much better. Yeah. Uh, we used to say, when I was at Hasbun he everyone had a short haircut like that. You've got your sphere of haircut. Yeah. <laughs> see you through the sphere. Yeah,
3: this is my granddaughter's bat mitzvah haircut tomorrow night. Bat mitzvah. That's I'm not going to look good. Thank you. you got your best party dress ready? Well, and we're going to be in minority. She's having 50 friends, and the rest are just immediate family. So, yes. It's going to be a very noisy affair.
2: Unfortunately, for our oldest granddaughter's bat mitzvah two years ago, it was COVID. So none of none of us could go, yeah. Um, Which obviously, you know, everything got cancelled. But what we did get was um, they have they always make a video of these simchas, yeah, various people. But we got some pretty big hitters um, who said they'd do it for us. So they had Yishai Rebo. Oh. They had Avron Freed. Yeah, pretty good. Benny Friedman. Um, I can't remember who the other, the other singing star was, an Israeli, but they were all very impressed by that. Um, the Minister of Religion. Who was he? It was whoever it was at that time, Minister of Religious yeah. Affairs. Um, so that was quite nice. But it was just showing me, we were all booked ready to go. We don't normally book ahead for things in, in our family, because there's always something happening. But you, it's kind of like, it's like people say, oh, bar mitzvah. Well, you know when the bar mitzvah is going to be. It's, approximately 13 years after that child was born. <laughs> yeah. So we knew when it was, we booked up because it was going to be summertime, we thought it was summertime flights. We booked up and of course, didn't go anywhere.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get your money back or was it uh,
2: frozen? No, <laughs> no. Well, no, what the travel agent advised was he said, you'll, you'll never see the money from LL. He said, forget it, he was just you'll it, it. He, said, he, he said, so take the voucher. And what we did was that when we came, we came, we made Alia uh, effectively three and a bit months after that, so we had that voucher. We had the money from the um, that they give you, you know, for your flight. They, they don't book they don't book Alia flights these days. They just give you money towards it. So we had that, and uh, someone even said to us, "Look, you're not far short of a whatever the one up off economy is, business or first class, whatever it was, premium, premium." No, no, not not premium. No, the one in the, the highest preference is when you turn left when you oh, go. Oh, yeah, business class or whatever. After yeah. that. So okay. he said you'll have a much more cu- You're going to have a busy, stressful day before you get there. You have a stressful day when you arrive. Uh, but the thing of it was, because of COVID, the doctors have said to me, the hematologist in London, said obviously, air airplane is a risk. We're going to wrap you up, which we did, and no eating or drinking. So we flew business without eating any. <laughs>
3: Not none the of, the benefits, not of the benefits, none of the benefits. No. of Are you, would you fly now? Are you, uh, would you allow yourself to, to fly? You're not allowed
2: to, no, that's it. I can't even go on a bus.
3: Well, probably it's far more dangerous than going on an aeroplane. <laughs>
2: yeah, so um, no, not at the moment. But the truth of it is, I have no great kheishik to go anywhere anyway.
3: That's fine, yeah. Are all yeah, your yeah. kids, are all your children here? Yeah. Oh,
2: oh, that's yeah that's good we have uh, no when, when we get the green light i'd like to spend some time in Rishalayim and a, a trip to dead sea that's that's where i'd really like to be but for the moment it's from up shemesh and from up bait shemesh all
3: right i can think of worse places to be <laughs>
2: oh that's for certain london for one
1: <laughs>
0: yeah
1: Okay. Yeah. Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Apologize. Well, welcome explain. back. <laughs> now it wasn't just a problem of the Internet. Now all the electricity fell in the building. But, oh, uh, okay. Now they so will before, be getting back to it.
3: Before you restart, one little question. On okay. Be- before yeah. you start, one little question. Yeah. What does uh, Tzor Bader fall under? Nishna Talmud? Excellent, Shaila. It's going to come in, in, in the frame. In the, the, oh right We're going oh to discuss right. it. We're going to
0: discuss it.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Buy one, get so. three,
2: three. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: So if we go back to Toswat, Toswat said that basically you have to divide all three components into uh, full learning every day. And then Rab- Time comes with quite a radical statement and says, well, if you just learn Gemara, you've covered your bases. Uh that has been adopted by many of the yeshiva uh, uh, the world uh, to a large extent with the rejoining. What does the Rambam have to say? The Rambam says, The Chayabla zman Manla Midato Shlish Batara Shabihtav, what the written Torah Shlish Batara Shabal Pe a third regarding the oral Torah, now look how he defines what we called before Talmud or Gemara, person has to understand and uh, one topic from another, and understand the ways in which the Torah is derived, until he knows the principles of our prohibitions and other decisions, which were received according to the oral tradition, how they came about, and midvarim and things that or he learned from a uh, the Messiah meaning the Rambam doesn't define gemara. As Talmud Bavli. The Rambam says Gemara is really what we call today learning Learning Be'eun. Meaning you have to understand where things come from in the Svarot and etc. etc. If you're learning a Rav Chaim of Brisk, you're fulfilling Gemara, according to the Rambam. Okay? Katesat says the Rambam. The person was working only three days. I know, according to the Rambam, this guy must be a multi-millionaire CEO that he only has to dedicate three hours uh, of his day to work. Uh, and nine hours to learning Torah. That's the Palavai. The Rav obviously learned a lot more, right? Uh or Tanha learning Three, but, uh, three hours to rashbapei i'm going to call that Mishnah and gemara u be shalosh acherat mit bonen bidaato levin davar mitokh davar ve dibrek avala bikhlav tra shel bikhdav meaning Tanach is considered tra shel bikhdav u peul chad but if you are learning rashi and ramban that's rashbapei vein yanim an ikraim pardes bikhlav gemara and everything that we talk about, chat, uh, remez, drash, etc., basad—all of that is Gemara. Okay, that's what the Rambam says. So now the Rambam continues and adds a kiddush. At the beginning of his formative years, about the when a person has already grown in his knowledge. It doesn't need to be and not even What you need to do is every so often remind yourself of the Trash
0: rabiovar love which is delicate so we have seen
1: basically four sheets in the
0: residency Two days basically
1: learning uh, Mikra and Gomorrah. Then we saw Shittak Rabbena. basically says that if you
0: learn Gomorrah, everything's included in Gomorrah. Um, and that was basically the Shittak. Here takes the approach
1: of Tosul that it really has to be divided on a daily basis meaning a third, a third, a third. But the Rambam has two khidush. Khidush number one, he doesn't limit Talmud to Gemara. He limits it, or he doesn't limit Gemara to Talmud. He limits Gemara to any in-depth study of the Torah. That's point number one. Point number two is that the Rambam says there's a difference between formative years and when it's in one is already basically familiar with Tanakh and Shashidre Mishnah. Then the person should focus on learning the ill. Now, where did the
0: Rambam get chiluk from? You know, there's formative years and then there's uh, post formative years. The Gemara didn't make such a look. Uh, da, da, da,
1: da, da. And and uh, basically, that okay, so he says that it's, it's not written anyway, but it's logical deduction. Let's read the Aruch in your idea. Can I interrupt and ask, does this division leave no time? Of course, of course. Can, you hear
3: me? can you hear me? Okay, is this? There... Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, this division leaves no time or place for any of the studies whatsoever, am I right? Unless we're saying learning Talmud is such an all- and all-encompassing thing that it covers, it covers all sorts of things. In other words, to learn Talmud, you need to know astronomy, mathematics, geometry, and so on. I don't know. But one of the problems I have with the, especially Shiva Shubha who will come to visit us, is they have no concept of where they stand in the place of Jewish history. They have no concept of understanding what's happened to Am Yisrael in the last, say, 100 years. that never heard of the Balfour Declaration, never heard of any of these things, and therefore can have no idea what it is to be in As Israel or to come in Aliyah not, or for the, right. the Mitzvah Yeshua Israel. Yisrael. And there's no place for any other extramural studies in this very, very tight schedule. Can you hear me? I don't know.
2: Absolutely, is it?
3: So I'm just asking, is this, is this such a, a very tight uh, division of uh, Torah study? And why can't we include all these things, including modern history, as part of our general education and part of understanding where we are in God's world? So, So that leads to
1: another question, that is... Well, let, let, let's take it further. Where does it let, 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 let's put in parentheses for a second Jewish history. Okay. But let's say mathematics. Where does mathematics and studying English and studying astronomy, where do they fit in? Huh? Arguably not connected to Talmud Torah completely, one could argue. Jewish history, let's leave it because maybe it could fit into Talmud Torah. So that's why I want to I go to the extreme and say mathematics, right? Where does mathematics fit in? So I this fits
2: to, to making a mikvah. You know, somebody's got oh, to be oh, okay, in charge. Okay,
1: yeah, fair, fair, fair. So, so basically, um, this has been a, a huge discussion amongst the uh, amongst the the poskim. If you look at many of the rishonim, many of the rishonim had a very good, what we would call secular education. They 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 learnt all these studies. Because, as you say, and again, I'm not sure if they learned it as part of mitzvah talmud Torah, or they learned it as part of valachta bidrachat, meaning you have to understand how, how to be a good Jew, how to live in this world. And in order to do that, you needed to understand the world and see Hashem in nature, right? Is that a is that a kium in Talmud Torah or is that a kium in seeing Hashem in the world? I'm not sure. There were other rishonim that said that it's a kium in Talmud Torah. For example, and as you said, how do you learn how do you learn uh, the 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 ratio of how to build the mikvah without knowing mathematics, and how do you learn how to build a sukkah without knowing mathematics? Right. So so it's a really a kium in Talmud Torah. That could also be that could also be the Chazonish, when he used to make his calculations, mathematical calculations, he used to put them in Gneza when he was working out all types of calculations regarding eruvin, regarding Sukkah, regarding Miqmaat, he used to put those calculations in Gneza because he said that there was a din, this this was Talmutara So 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 I agree that um it's beyond the scope this year. It's a Machlaikas. There are those poskim that hold That's that everything. it's a kium in Talmud Torah. There's a, those uh, poskim that hold. It's not a kium in Talmud Torah, but it doesn't mean that it's not high that you're not hive to learn. You're to learn either because you need to make a Paranasa or as Rav Soloveitchik, and this was more the 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 Rav Soloveitchik school of thought was you have to through through secular study you can come to appreciate Hakadosh Baruch in the world, right? Um, you Then there's uh when it comes to Jewish history, I i, I definitely agree uh, that that by learning uh, Jewish history, you see hashkachein. I would call it learning emuna, meaning Jewish history falls in 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 my category in in learning emuna. Where does emuna fit into? Does it fit into Tanakh? Does it fit into uh, uh, Mishnah or does it fit into Gemara? I'm not sure, but I definitely it's it some. it fits there somewhere, every Every yeshiva accepts emunah. Emuna. Question is how you define Shura Emuna. I think Jewish history would fit into the category of Shire Emuna, right? But again, where where that fits in, I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe in Tanakh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see I, what the Shukhan Aruch says. Can I just Hayyab say the, say second, the, second, the second point I
3: wanted to make was when Yitzhak sent Yaakov away. I remember learning somewhere that one of the reasons he sent him away was that he would learn the ways of the world. So that when he went into the outside world, he would be able to combat all the various attacks on him and Judaism and all the rest of it by having a firm understanding of what is going on in the world. Again, does that fit in anywhere with this? Again, you're going to have the Machloki Poskim.
1: You're going to have the Poskim, like Rab Salavashik, that will agree. That would definitely say 100% uh, Torah Umada, the school of thought of Torah Mother of Shimon Raphael Hirsch, and then you're going to have uh, Rav Chaim of Brisk, who would shut down the the, the yeshiva of Belzian because they had to learn some secular education. So yeah, ail ail, you have Elovein. Okay, so we're definitely definitely if you the, in the in the footnotes of this article they 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 send us to some. Uh, um, in the beginning of the shir, there's some articles in the footnotes, if you look at it, regarding this, the exa- secular studies. So you can click on it for further, <gasps> further year. But those are basically the camps. You have the camps of Rav Soloveitchik, Rav Shemfulam, Rafal Hirsch, they definitely think it's Chaim. The Ramah was very worldly. Ramah, Rav Moshe Isilis, had a very good secular education. He was, uh, wrote a book on astronomy, et cetera, et cetera. Um... And you have other rishonim that the, uh, earlier rishonim that did that. On the other hand, as I said, you have Rav Chaim of Brisk shut down the yeshiva of Vilozhen because uh, because they wanted to include uh, basic uh, um, uh, secular studies. Okay, that's uh, top. So let's read what the Shulchan Aruch says to say: Chaya v'adam um, leshalish limudo b'amidrani mamrim betchilat limudo shel alam. Avak sheyagdil matora, but lo yed tzarich שביחТА, בולא לאט תמיד בדרשbal pe, יקרב איתים מזמנים לדרששביחТА, בדיבר לדרשbal pe. Basically, Shulchan takes the Rambam pretty much word for word. Comes along the Rama, the Yesh Amrim שבטalmud ב' לישו בלו במיקר במישנה ובגמaraadam ידע ידיחו וadam ישבילא Says the oh we saw mechamer abeinutam. Basically, just learn Gemara and you covered. You've got your you got your Tanach, you've got your Mishnah, you got your Mica, you got, got, got everything. Okay, now comes along the Turei Zahav, the Taz, and says, hold on a second. What about Halachal amaisir? Meaning, it's very nice. You're spending time learning Mishnah, you're learning Gemara, learning Tanakh. But, but what about Tachlis, Gilchot Shabbos? You don't know what to do. Says the Turei Zahav. Tuv Yech Bale batim Nagim b'chol yom gefed. What's gefed? Mara, ran, and Rashi, and Toswat. So says, "V'lo shal poskim raya tam isaf nida taned ve li akol shen alachot b'chol yomuv tachlo." That's what they used to do in Europe, talking about the 16th century. They used to learn Gemara Rashi Tosfot every day. Aval li nired the tariq l'soch besifra poskim kagon alfasi mardechai osri v'domehem. He says that's not good enough. You have to know alach says, So you should learn Rif. And Mordechai, listen! To, listen to how the Taz is talking. i the that the Rabbanim, Rabbanim, we should be able to go through the reef and the the. He said, "You have to know So you can't get from learning Gemara and Rashi. Yeah? and then which Rabbeinu Tam says, "You know, Gemara's got it all." Okay, guys, learning nine hours a day, you should learn Gemara. Fine. The Kaim and of Pnei Gadol yimod b'shas. If a person's got a lot of time, he can learn Gemara. Aval hanach b'alabatim, but these b'alabatim, she'nam lomdim rak gimo or arvashot. They only only learn three or four hours a day. Lo yimodu b'shas lechud keini reli. They shouldn't be learning Gemara only. They should be learning Halacha. They should be opening up the Shulchan Aros. Fascinating that the Taz, in the days of the Taz, the average Balabait was learning three or four hours a day. Unbelievable. Oh, Hashem. I don't know, Baruch Hashem, but we, 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 it doesn't seem to be that, that that's our average. Anyway. Um, and this was also the, the approach of, of, of later authorities, Mayral and others, Felt that that this whole idea of learning Gomorrah, when, when you don't know Hilchot Shabbos, you don't know Hilchot Brachot, it's, it's simply not uh, not shayach. You have to learn halakhlamaise. And that's what the Yalkut Yosef brings down. Ub alabatimlom only three or four hours. mi You have to learn manochayim. We, we, we look from their lives. You can't just learn yomi. We know that you can't pass based on the Gemara. Okay? Now, Rabbi, the Shulchan Aruch HaRab, the famous uh, first uh, Lubavitcher Rebbe, he started writing his uh, Hilchot uh, Shulchan Aruch HaRab. The first thing he published was actually Hilchot Talmud Torah. It's got a lot of Kiddush in the Torah, in the Shulchan Aruch But it says as follows. A person can't learn so much Torah. A person has to learn something that will bring him to Maise, Meaning it's got to be something that can be translated into Alachal Maiseh. שאין Person has to know basically You have to know what you can do, what you can't do, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. Other, you don't have a rabbi to, to that you can ask all the time, so you have to learn it yourself. Or without learning it, you wouldn't even know that there's a problem. I'll give me an example kilayim. you don't learn hilchot kilayim. you don't even know that there's a problem etc the hin roch or a hin kimat kulam utyoredeh a person has to learn the majority of halachah and a bit of yoredeh and a bit of menazer and khoshe misbah kol halacha roach beta ma mitomud u and you have to know it but you should know the reason dihan etc kama roch or a bit of a person should learn at least a bit of Even a person who's who's very, got a clear mind, that he can remember everything, right? First of all, you have to learn what you should be learning, Most of us don't, are not dealing with yilchot Yibum, on a daily basis. But we are dealing with Yilchov on a daily basis. So he says, you choose that over there. Furthermore, there is still a place to study. And this is what you were talking about, Dr. Zuckerbrod. Where do we learn Shirei Emunah? So this is what he adds. He says, a Gadata that he's going to bring to Yirat Shamayim and Musar, that's fine. Now, What is that? He's basically talking about shiure emunah, things that are going to cause a person to have more yirat That could be for some person. That could be Jewish history, right? Uh, Again, depends who's teaching and how they're teaching. But vadai vadai, you could be teaching uh, emunah through Jewish history. Vadai, I think so. He says, "Listen, you have to learn emuna yirachamay, either from Megadeta of Chazal or Sifrei Musar, whatever it is. Because Milvad Hakriya B'Tanach L'itim Azumanim. But don't forget Torah Shabbichtav. More shnit byer. Et l'adim ma'alakol. Okay, we've pretty much um, seen from there. What does the Mishnah Brura Halachal Ma'ase say? Chayav Adam L'Yamod B'Chol Yom Torah Shabbichtav Shu T'anach Mishnah Gemara Poskim Balabatim Sheinam Lomdim Rakimu Arbe'ishahot Beyom." People who are working that only learn three or four hours should not learn the Gemara Lachud, rather, Tariq Shimazad Afgham Sipre Paskim Kolekhad Lefia Sagato. Person has to learn Arachlam I said. What does this mean? Someone finally says, who's learning three or four hours. Right? You still have to learn everything. What should you do? the majority of what should they be learning? Yes, that and sifrei musar." So bottom line says the Piskei Tshuvot, you've got to learn from Tanakh, you've got to learn from Mishnah. But the Ikar, 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 says Rabbi Yaakov Ariel, you have to choose one Shirah a week. Why? Because it includes everything. You take from the Pesukim, but it's also halach You're going through the reasons, and we're coming halach lemaise. You're dealing with topics and halach lemaise. So that's your answer. Whereas suvem fit fatin, you see the later poskim say that you have to focus also on halach lemaise. Says Rabbi Yaakov Ariel, the best halach lemaise shiur that he thinks you should do is suvem rabbanan because it's not just good enough to learn kitzur yilchot You have to understand the the the, the reasons, the svarot behind it. You have to understand the depth. It also, has to bring you to our mindset, okay? Until now, an advert. Now we can continue. Um, next topic, and this is a very, very controversial topic, and that is woman and Talmud Torah. So, let's begin with do women have a khiv to learn Torah or not? So, the Gemara says, Ihi minal and How do we know that women are not obligated in the midst of Talmud Torah? The Torah says. Yeah, one passage says and the other pasuk says explains the gemara anyone who's obligated to learn is obligated to teach anyone who isn't obligated to learn isn't obligated it's not obligated to teach, obligated to teach. says the gemara we didn't know that she's not obligated to teach herself Meaning to learn itself. If someone else is obligated to teach her, then she's obligated to teach herself. However, if it's not, not if someone's not obligated to teach her, then she's not obligated to teach herself. So, where do we know that she's not obligated to? Uh, There's not obligated to teach her. So the Gemara basically comes to the conclusion that women are not obligated to learn Torah, they're not obligated to teach Torah. If they do it, do they fulfill a mitzvah? Yes. However, now comes the Gemara in Matechet famous Gemara in Masechet Tzotah, the salt sort with of the Mishnah. The Mishnah, no, in the second sota, we're talking about a woman who is accused of committing adultery. And uh, one of the solutions in, in, in certain scenarios is she comes to the Beit HaMikdash and she has to drink from the bitter bitter water. And if she actually did commit adultery and there's certain uh, circumstances, basically she's going to die. So now says the Mishnah on that scenario that she committed adultery, she drank the water, says the Mishnah, if she has a merit, basically, the punishment is going to be delayed. It's not going to be an immediate death. There's some uh, merits that will give her an extra year. Some will give her two and some will give her three years. So what, what's a merit? So here it says Ben person is obligated to teach his, his daughter Torah so that if she does drink this water right so that she she, she she drinks right she knows that that she basically will be the the merit that she gets is because she learned Torah anyone who teaches his daughter Talmud Torah is teaching her, now Tifrut is a very difficult word to translate, let's at this stage translate it as promiscuity. In the context, why is it teaching her promiscuity? Because what are we talking about? A woman possibly committing adultery, and now a woman who commits adultery, she's going to get the death sentence, she's going to die. However, if she learns Torah, then it's going to prolong her, she's not going to get punished, or not get punished immediately. Meaning it's almost like teaching that you know if you commit adultery, it's not the end of the world because you'll still have an extra year, three three years to live. That one that is one explanation of why Rabbiliazer connects it to promiscuity. Let's look at the Gemara. What teaching Torah is teaching promiscuity? No, it's as if he taught her Tiflot. My time the So what's the logic? Says the Pasuk that basically when a person learns chokmah, he also gains a certain cunning. And therefore, when she learns Torah, she becomes kanavic and she can become deceiving. And that can lead to a woman, basically being more sophisticated in lying about uh, whatever she's doing. And that can lead to promiscuity. Now, who, first of all, who do we pass on? Ben Azai says, and Rabbi Leza says, it's Asur. So which one? Actually, he didn't say it's Asur, he said it's as if it's teaching her Tiflot. You have to be mediac in our, in our wording, let's see what the Rambam says. The Rambam says, yesh A woman who learned wasn't taught, a woman who learned or learns Torah gets reward. But it's very different to the, the, the and the reward of a man. We know that there's a big distinction in halacha between. Say, if a person, then a person who is not obligated and does not A woman who learns Torah, she gets reward, but it's not on the same level as a man. Up to now, all good. Then comes along the Rambam and says, Even though she does merit, if she learns Torah, the Chachamim basically uh, uh, commanded she lo yalamed adam et pitotara you can't teach your Torah, uh, your daughter torah says because most women are not uh cannot um, very difficult to translate. They, they, how do we translate it in English? cannot concentrate their attention on the study, and therefore they might take the the Torah learning out of context, and it will cause uh, it will cause a, a a certain distortion of the Torah. That's uh, that's how I want to translate the Rambam. It's not exactly how we translated it in English, but um, but let's see. And then the Rambam says, so if he's taught the uh, Tiflut, but this is only the oral Torah. But if you do teach it's not, it's not considered Tiflut. So the Rambam says like three separate uh, uh, um, statements. If a woman learns Torah on her own, she gets schar, fan. A, a father should not teach his daughter Torah, and if he does, it's tiflut. However, he makes a distinction between Torah Balpeh and Torah Shebikhtab. Torah Trashabihtab is not considered tiflut. Torah Balpeh is considered tiflu. As the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, Nashim Mevarchot Birkata Torah. Shulchan Aruch says a woman should recite birkata torah. Now, why should they be reciting Birkat HaTorah every day? Remember, Shulchan Aruch paskins that women are not allowed to make a brocha on a mitzvah, asay shazman grammar, because they're not obligated to do the mitzvah. So, for example, according to the Shulchan Aruch, if a woman wants to sit in a Sukkah, that's great. She gets the reward, but she cannot make a bracha. It's supposed to Ashkenazi psak that she can. Then comes along the Shulchan Aruch and says, a woman should make the bracha. Now, if the Rama had said that, I would have understood why. Because the Rama says even though they're not obligated, if they do the mitzvah, they get they're allowed to say a bracha. According to the Ramah it makes sense. But that's not what the Rama paskin. That's what the Shulchan Aruch paskin. So what's going on over here? Explains the bir alacha. Hatam adinim the reason why women say bracha is because they are obligated to learn mitzvot that are connected to them. Yilchot <inaudible> Shabbat, Yilchot Kashrut, etc., etc. There's a Beit Halevi something phenomenal. The Beit Halevi says, "Be'gam anashim she'nan mechuyavot Torah." Although women are not obligated in limudat Torah, mikom akom mechuyavot liomot be'mitzvot anaragote, they have to learn Torah that are connected to them. Not mitzvah mitzvat talmud Torah, but mitzvah, you have to know how to keep halacha, Everyone has to keep halacha. So how are you going to keep halacha unless you know what to do? and this is brought down in the name of the Rokach, the Mishumachim M'varchot Birkot Because of this, they should say a bracha o birkot HaTorah. but regarding men, yesh od ma an Anashim. There's another mile in the Talmud Torah. What is that? Says the Beit HaLevi something quite radical. Women, when they learn Torah, they're not fulfilling a Torah commandment of Talmud Torah. What are they, what are they fulfilling? They're fulfilling a hechsher mitzvah of how to know how to keep kashrut. It's not a din in Talmud Torah as much as it's a din in Hilchot Kashrut. It's not a din in Hilchot Talmud Torah as much as it's a din in Kibud HaVeim. You have to know how to what, what to do for Kibbutz HaVeim. Hilchot Loshon Hora, Hilchot This. It's an introduction to the other mitzvot. tachlit What we call in halacha generally a hechshel mitzvah. It's not the actual mitzvah, it's the actual mitzvah. But for men, there is an independent mitzvah and that is the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Meaning, if we want to take this to the extreme,
0: should women be learning mesechet zvachim? There's no halakha but men,
1: they should because it's a Qum in Talmud Torah, not necessarily in terms of what I'm going to do afterwards because there's two elements in Talmud Torah. The first element is learning for the sake of learning. The second element is learning for the sake of understanding what to do. Says the Beit Lady, women have that second element, but they don't have the first element. And We just want to ask a question on this. If the Beit Lady is correct, if the Beit HaLevi is correct, why should we say a bracha? Why should a woman
0: say a bracha? I'll give you an example. When you build a sukkah, you make a bracha. So Yerushalmi says yes, Babli
1: says no, but the bottom line is it seems to be a machloket when you say a bracha on a hechsher mitzvah. We asking like the Babli, that you don't make a bracha on a hechsher mitzvah. If you don't make a bracha on a hechsher mitzvah, so according to how the Beit HaLevi has just explained it, why should a woman say a bracha on Talmud Torah, it's not really a mitzvah. What is it? It's a hachshav mitzvah in order to be able to keep kashrut and yomchot chabbas and kibul and yomchot etc., etc. So why say bracha? Kashya. Anyway, we don't have time. There's uh, different answers, a four different answers on this topic. Maybe we, uh, another time we'll come back to it. But uh, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a great shir on why, according to the Shulchan Aruch, do we say. Uh, should women say torah? Okay, because if you're going within the in in the uh, of the beta Lady, it's a mitzah right? So, so 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 you still shouldn't say Okay, let's continue. So a woman has to learn what she, things pertinent to her but not, she doesn't have to teach her son. Now, the question is, what happens in, in today's time when women are very educated, they're learning secular degrees? Does this uh, stringency of not teaching one's daughter Torah still apply? Says Rav Shimon of Rafael Hirsch. Nachim en ancha avot liot lam daniot. There not need to be lam that you can make a big hakira in liot bekiot the midrash ha'alacha. To be experts in the midrash of halacha, kibaze asku bi karanashi. That the main focus is the men. Ulam, however, havanata mikra b'otayad diadrusha liirat Hashem, understanding the psukim correctly and anything that is needed for increasing one's fear of heaven. And to fulfilling the mitzvot to a greater degree. This is a shayah in order to our, how we 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 kind of shape our, our daughters And for this the woman need as much. Attention as the boys, and famously in the Yeshiva of Rav Shimshon and Raphael Hirsch, the girls used to learn together with the boys in certain classes. Right? The Rambam says, in a different case, that was an opinion of the Rambam. But now it says the preacher. If a woman learned by herself, the Rambam said most women are going to maybe they don't going to distort the understanding. But if a person if a woman learned by herself and we see that she's a Talmud Chachama, we see that she's not included in the Roth. And that's why I said that she has reward. If she doesn't take things out of context, but a father is not permitted to teach her. Meaning, according to the Prisha, if a woman learns by herself and she proves that she can learn Torah then there's no problem. But to begin with teaching her, you're not sure, because maybe she is going to distort. Says the um, Italian Isaac Rav Shmuel Archivolti, I hope I'm reciting it uh, correctly. Since women today are able to receive all of these secular education. We are not concerned that she might distort the Torah. Perhaps the father was only referring to when a father teaches her when she's young. (laughs) The And perhaps in the very young, most of them are sin. Oh, no. However, but basically, women who have uh, got uh, the royal work, right, means they, they're highly educated. And therefore, and they have decided to go into Kodesh. So these women who have decided to dedicate their lives to, to learning and to, to becoming teachers of Israel, etc. And maot for our girls, they will should go up on the mountain of Akoshbach. This is in the 16th century, he says and the sages of the generation have to honor them and strengthen them, and basically give them give them a chizot to continue. Everything that we said about it, it's us to teach one's daughter, etc. or if one te- again, if one teaches one's daughter, it's as if it's tiflut, that's when the daughter was still living with her parents and she was getting a Messiah and seeing what her mother did. And basically, there was a chain of a Messiah. It's a... She doesn't even learn Torah. Why? Because her mother was a living example of how to be Mavrish Chala. And her mother was a living example of what not to... Do. Of how not to speak lashon uh, hara, etc. That is much more difficult for the Asherim. But now there's been a break in the chain. Shekabalata avot nitrofeh maod maod, and the the previous generation basically can't teach the younger generation. In the times of the of the Mishnah Berurah, kal vachomei ben benoshal kal vachomei nowadays. Vegam atzui she no dar b'makom avotav kal, and sometimes the children are not living in the same city as their parents. We'll be proud of and how much more so those that are getting a secular education. It so says it's a mitzvah to teach them. Chumash, it's a mitzvah to teach him the parsha, the the, 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 nabim, tubim, and musar. inyan because if it's not this, they're, they're not going to have Shamayim. Uh, now, that's still very, very limited. Meaning, what are the Mishnahburah saying? Yeah, you can teach them Chumash and you can teach them Musa. But, you know, Gemara, no. Uh, Halachah is the one so clear that he was saying that. But Lichora, everyone kind of says, now that the Mishnahburah said you can teach them things, they kind of expanded it. Now, the Akimut uh, Shuvot, uh, which is connected to the Satmerovs, he took a different approach. Mekom, akom, lootran, 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 can't teach them everything, right? V'him amru should shul the tiflut, and the chazal said, it's as if you're teaching them tiflud, that's for all generations. lo yishtanu can never change. That's it. Tanakh, Avot, Musar. Shaltvarim and Shumheter can't teach him anything else. We came off in the Tanakh. No, he's in Mefardshim, Amukib, Kamar Ramban. Can't teach him with Ramban and Ibn Ezra. And him and Perush Rashi. It's a problem because it includes Gemara. So basically, I'm not sure what you can teach according to the Satmarot and also Midrashim, they basically connect to find Where is Moshe in Hall? Can they teach Mishnah and Rambam Pasak and the So what do you do? Shekiru so, what do say? A for So, what do we do? Lachain, Abot, in Yane Musar. The Rav Moshe Fancy took a very, very machmir approach. However, on the other side, let's bring the Pnina Lacha. So we're running out of time. Um, But basically, there is the opinion of here of uh, Rav Lichtenstein, who basically, let's just read Rav Lichtenstein. Rav Lichtenstein says, We have to give our daughters serious whether it's because they already get a good secular education, so why should we teach them Torah on a basic level? We need to teach them foundations of what we of what the Torah is about. They get a very general um, education. We're University, University, and uh, and they're in a very mixed uh, society. They're coming with very vast and weird um, perspectives on life. They need to be strengthened in what the Torah's perspective on life is. Furthermore. Is learning in order to know what to do. That in Mashe Darush Lepat Kedel Kabelta Afsharat Oranita Maasit They are Bamev and the Mashe Malamdim Mayom We need to teach them all. Yech Lagbirat Alimud LeManot Kamotit Kamutitz VeYechutit. He's not saying that he's, uh, he's sure that we should Tell the woman that they should Strive to learn the Gemara. There's still a difference In halacha between a man and a woman We have different roles in life if you want to teach it in order that they should enjoy it, he says that he doesn't see a problem with that, but he does see that it's very different whether there's a chiyot to teach women to learn, but they or not He says, no, oh, there are different roles in life, and then that's different. Said you should put it in a in, in, uh, in, uh, Beit's Sefer. Both I teach my daughter that way and my wife, the daughter of Rav Soloveitchik, was also educated that way. Okay, we'll end on that uh, note. Next week, for the next two weeks, I'm going to be in Chutzlaret, so I'm not going to be able oi. to
2: give the shir. Oh, yo, yo. Mikva when you come back. Sorry. Mikva when you come back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have a safe, okay. sh- have a safe time. Thank you. Thank you. Shukar. Shukar. Sh- 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 Rabbi.
0: Sh- right. Bye. Bye. Bye.